James, yes. I, I thought of a, a, something that I wanted to bring up with you. Oh, shit. It's something to kind of lube our conversation. And I can give my answers first to give you time to think if you'd like. All right. This is really what, good. Uh, what is a food that is markedly better homemade than what you would buy at a store? So I'm my first entry is ramen. What I mean by homemade is like homemade or at a very, very good restaurant. Like. Okay. Like the actual version of like a prepared food that you would buy. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say ramen because like real ramen is fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. and, and not that I don't like instant ramen. It's fine. It serves but, its purpose. But man, you get some real ramen. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, boy. So I guess I'm not sure I understand the question. Or like... uh. Uh, Do I prefer a store-bought to the good stuff? Is what no, that I that oh. like something that is either very well homemade or made very well at a restaurant. Something that's just markedly different than the product sold. Mm. As like a a, a, a product okay. sold. Easy, easy. This is an easy swing. Pasta sauce. Ooh, that's a good answer. That's a very good answer because. I have never, I mean, I purchase pasta sauce, but I doctor the fuck out of it because it's got the basics that I want in it. I found the one that had the exact kind of sweetness I wanted, and then I just, you know, I, I zhuzh it from there. But the, the other one that I thought of, too, is uh, like cakes. Cakes are baked goods. Because there is a very marked difference. Because I think we're all used to like the box Betty Crocker or whatever. Because that's what we all make. So it's fucking easier. Right. You get a, like a good like homemade fucking cake. Well, and like you grandma's tell, chocolate cake. Oh, and you can tell immediately. Yeah. I think that might be even stronger than like a ramen or a pasta sauce. As far as like a homemade or very well done. I'd, I'd have to grant you that too. Because again, even with breads, like even like store-bought breads. But if you go to a bakery, you make a good bread yourself. It is just freaking outstanding and by far and above anything you can get. Yeah, and you can make like a really, really good pizza. But I mean, a frozen pizza, it's not that fucking bad. Like, nah. I think the differences in, you know, like the qualities of ramen or especially like a cake is just astronomical. Yeah. And we forget about it because I don't eat a lot of ramen at like restaurants, and obviously I'm not going to fucking make it. Oh God, no! I don't have 17 hours to make it. But man, you get a good fucking cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can tell immediately. The sauces and gravies you can buy too. I'm, I'm going to put those up there because, again, they're doctorable. But if I make my own, or if I go to a restaurant that specializes in sauces and gravies, <laughs> mm -mm 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 -mm. yeah. Ooh, all right, if we're on that subject, great, best gravy. I, I, I'm going to go out on, on a limb here, and I'm going to throw this gauntlet right now. I think a ha good ham gravy is superior to all. Ham mm. gravy is very easy to fuck up. It can be in just a fucking bowl of salt. Okay. But you make a well-balanced, like, a very, very good ham gravy, I think it surpasses all other kinds of gravy. Because I was going to go Bordelais. Okay, you ritzy cunt. <laughs> no, but fucking, I got something for anything. Okay, everything I cook right now is all mushrooms and onions. So, you know, mushrooms and shallots. And uh, cooking sherry, 
you know, it's not exact, but I've been fucking with it a lot. The reason I picked Bordelais is because it'll fucking do anything to just about everything. Yeah, that is true. It's kind of like the MSG of sauces. Absolutely. So if I'm gonna, if I had to pick one sauce, like one sauce or gravy to use, I'm going Bordelais because I can use it with everything. Ham gravy's fucking amazing if you do it right exactly what you said. But it has very limited use. It go your ham gravy goes with <laughs> shit that goes with ham. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I'll put ham gravy on some fucking roast beef. Who gives a shit? Oh fuck, that would salt it right the fuck up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you never know, man. Ham gravy. It could be. It could be one of those uh, like baseball players that like all of a sudden hits fucking 70 home runs in a season. You're like, where did that come from? Although I, I do a, a faux Bordelais, but I sub out like, um, like pork chop drippings or, uh, mm. so I use that ham grease or that pork mm. fat mm. as my base fat for my uh, roux. And then when I make the Bordelais, I add all the other ingredients. I, I, I see you over there. Are, are you fucking following me right I, I, I'm following what mm-hmm. you're putting down, buddy. Oh. And what I'll do is I'll chop up the pork chops, put it over mashed potatoes, and put that shit right over the top of it with the mushrooms and shallots. And in his ghetto is fucking, it's tasty. See, dude, that's what I prefer, though. Like, I've, I've always kind of been eh on, like, hot cuisine. Because I get that you're taking, like, these astronomical steps to make this small amount of food. I get it. But that doesn't mean anyone should have to pay $500 for an experience of eating, like, a morsel of food. I think that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I will take a white trash chef that makes you a fucking chili dog, but oh. does every single thing correctly mm. and makes just a knock it out of the park chili dog. I'll well, take that over your fucking well. That's like the idea of any day. Like the real idea of the Michelin is you take one thing and you fucking knock it out of the goddamn park. Absolutely, balls, you know, balls perfect. And I would prefer that. I don't care if you were taking, you know, if we're making mac and cheese, but the the peop, the person that takes that time and gets the right cheese and gets the melt in and everything just right. You know, if I can, it's like I told you, I was super excited. I found grana cheese. I've been looking forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like $20 for just a, a little tiny chunk. Note to listeners, that is not a bit. I got a text from fucking james i found grano cheese oh, all right man cool dude i'm gonna bring you a chunk and i'm gonna have you fuck with it because it's it's got a low melting point and it's got this this nutty flavor almost like an apple nut flavor and when you, it's it's weird but it when you mix it with things like if you're doing like a provincial or you're doing anything and you put a little bit of that on there it changes the entire flavor of it in a positive way you got i'm gonna bring some over for you to fuck with because i think it'll I'm, not I'm not a huge cheese guy. I'm not either. Ooh, see now, see now we've stumbled into uh, some controversy because the, the world disagrees with us very heavily. But the thing is, I okay. I'm when you say cheese guy, I'll put cheese on anything. I don't give a fuck. I'll put American cheese. I'll put shit cheese. It's basically oil. It's fat and salt. That's what I want. It's a texture I'm putting on there. But when we talk about cheese for flavors of cheese and this, you know. You know, like Scotch guys. I'm not. I'm not a cheese guy. So for something to knock my socks off, to really for me to actually notice it, it's got to be very significant. 
which is why I'm going to bring you over some because you cook like a motherfucker. And I know with your palate, you'll be fucking with this. All right. <laughs> but that's a whole different show. <clears throat> I think we've uh, wasted it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies and cheese mm-hmm. so that you'd. Oh, man. Oh, I fucking gagged in the middle of that. that Speaking was awful. of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. And the goddamn bugs are going nuts in here. Uh, wow. My name, my name is Chris Faff, and I'm one of your hosts. I am James Marino, and I am the other one of your hosts. And for once, it's not me almost bringing shit to a screeching halt. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. It, a, a whole series of things just happened that stopped everything right in its tracks. And it was hilarious. All right. All right. All right. Let's rein it in, because we got to get serious. We mm-hmm. got... James, we've been on a, a real run of uh, thought-provoking and very, very meaningful films that we've been doing mm-hmm. lately, both uh, in different languages and English. So, I mean, we decided to uh, stop all that shit. Oh, hell yeah. Knock it right the fuck off. Oh, yeah. With having to talk smart and shit. We, oh, yeah. And we, uh, we decided to watch 1989's Warlock. Did not have to overthink that motherfucker at all. Uh, written by, and I am going to fucking massacre this name because I have no idea how to say it. David Twoney? Tooney? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why not? Hey. We'll say that because it's better than me going Twoney. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, directed by Steve Miner. Who, Got that one. Pegged yeah, it. First time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking nailed it. Mm. Uh, also the director of uh, uh, Friday the 13th, 2 and 3. Oh, so uh, there's there's some there's some pedigree here, James. Oh yeah, yeah. And speaking of, Let's speaking of pedigree. Oh yeah, it, it's starring Julian Sands mm-hmm. as the Warlock, also the, known as Earring Magic Malfoy, the Richard E. Grant mm-hmm. as Redfern. So did you and, check? And it? Laurie Singer as Cassandra with a K. With a K. Now, did you check? Was he in Whitnell and I? Oh yes. Oh fuck yeah. He was with no. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. It's that Richard E. Grant. And uh, you forgot uh, Warnoff, Mary Warnoff. Yeah, and Mary Warnoff. Because I was sitting there, I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, who, who do I know her? I know her. I fucking know her. It took me forever. Death Race 2000. She was also the wife in House of the Devil. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. She's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, James, mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Yeah. How'd you like Warlock? Oh, that was a steaming pile of shit. How dare you? But it was an entertaining steaming pile of shit. Thank you. I I was worried that you were going to be down on this film because we've been using our brains quite a bit lately. Oh, no, this was just a fucking... Oh, it was... I'm sitting there watching this with my wife, and and we're both just Mystery Science Theater 3000 in this whole fucking movie. Oh, my God. This, and here's what I wanted to get into, is that I think this is a very important category of film hmm. where you can just watch it. Oh, yeah. Just fucking have fun with it. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it for two seconds, you're kind of the asshole. <laughs> I was an asshole. Because, uh... This movie's wonky, and it hits every single stupid late 80s remnant trope that I could hope to be in a film. Down to the looks. Uh-huh. Down to the motherfucking looks. It's so good, Jay. You got the slick back ponytail, one earring having. Mm. Then we got... 
Oh, the Camaro cab, the Kentucky uh-huh. Cascade. Uh-huh. Oh, the Mississippi mud flap. Oh, my God, the mullet. And, and the female character who's the spunky young lady. Who is exactly, who is exactly, to the outfit, Pris, from Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking not even enough. This is like, no. how do we get it exactly? Okay, poop, frame it. Boom, there. But, but she ends up being 60 years old, James. The shittiest makeup job I saw in my fucking <laughs> life. The effects budget they had, you think they could have made her look old for real until she was supposed to be 60? What? The fuck? That so, was irritated the shit out of me. I, I, I think I interrupted you, James. It's uh, okay. What did you really, though, what did you think of Warlock? Oh my God, the fucking tonal mess. Here's what happened. I had to, sw- what happened is I had to switch on to learn how to be critical in movies. Fucking, I, I started this movie for the first 30, 20 minutes of it, critical brain working. And it hurt. It hurt a lot. And I had to go, fuck me, running. I had to stop and I had to rewind the movie and start it from scratch and watch it from start to finish. Stupid. And then I enjoyed it. Yeah. It it wasn't an indication when the, the very first thing that we see in this film is just a cat being shoved into a basket. Yeah, it, it, it was like a set piece, like, oh my God. And it was, it, it was even worse than having reenactors. It just, oh, everything was off. But see, the, here's the thing that I really, really enjoy about movies, this and movies like it, because this really kind of felt like a witchboard situation. It sounded it, witchboard, um, Evil Dead. It, it smelled like every other movie. Well, but here's what I love about it is, does it have any like relevant social points? Fuck no. Does it? It shouldn't, and it doesn't. Okay, and I was you know gonna why? say why? Because it rules. Yeah, and it doesn't need them. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is what I love. It's it's Terminator effectively. Yes. Uh huh. Only Terminator can fly. What? Terminator can. Oh, in this, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the Terminator doesn't fly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's basically Terminator. It's time traveling wizards. Oh yeah. It's dumb as shit. Yep. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. It just needs to be an entertaining story that goes every which way, and you need to accept it. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy the fruits that it has to offer. Well, you know, there were a couple of things that, like, the tonal shifts threw me for a minute until I, fi- like I said, I had to turn off my fucking brain. Because my first thought was, do we, should we give a synopsis of this beast? I, I think I already did. Okay. Time-traveling wizard. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to end the world yeah. by collecting the grim or uh, the grimoire. Because <laughs> I had to take a look at... Like, what year this came out? Or what year it was made? Because yeah. it felt like it was made in 1982. Mm-hmm. And then well, it felt like 90. Enough. But what I thought was interesting is the different portrayal of a gay stereotype. Because this guy didn't have the accent right away. Until, uh, until Earring Magic Malfoy showed up. Until the Warlock showed up. He was kind of, eh, you know, just California dude. But then all of a sudden, he developed the accent and started hitting on uh, the warlock. And I thought it was interesting because traditionally, at that time, portrayals are like uh, mannequin or, you know, the, the very out, 
very super flamboyant gay person. So I thought that was an interesting choice for the movie. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they added a gay character and there was really no positive or negative comment on it. It Absolutely. was in for 1989 that is very strange. And it was indeed. also for the time very non they didn't do it very stereotypically. Yeah. He didn't have the big sunglasses and wasn't screaming, you know, it's like, oh, you're gay. Okay. And it, it, again, it wasn't commented on. And I thought that was an interesting choice for the movie. Yeah, too. there was no judgment passed at any point, even by the cops when they're talking to uh, uh, Cassandra mm. about, you know, well, you said that your roommate's gay. Was it? Was this man one of his lovers? Mm. But that was all. They never made any well, comment it, about it being like a disgusting thing, which would not have been out of place for But didn't they say something about 80s. being into kids or something? He said he was... Uh, he was homosexual, not queer, or something. Oh yeah, maybe. So there's right. still there's still that there, but they they handle it in a completely different way than you would see in cinema at the time, and I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Yeah, there was a there's a few times in this film where I thought like, wow, that's very progressive for a horror movie at in 1989. Abso I mean, it threw me for a loop because I'm like, because I didn't expect there to be. Like you said, there's nothing in this movie, but there was kind of that. And there's kind of eh, kind of a couple other things. But mostly I was just like, damn. Uh, the other thing that I like is that this is one of those films where you are never going to guess where it goes. No, God, no. Because it is so all over the goddamn place that it seems like there shouldn't be a thread mm -hmm. between the things that happen. But there is. Mm -hmm. It's a complete story. <laughs> and, and you keep... Again, I the, the whole movie. I'm like, the fuck was with the diabetic? I thought because they, I, I thought they were gonna lose track of some threads, because like they made a big point out of her fucking. Yeah, it's one of the first shots of the film. Is yeah. her pinching her belly to inject her insulin? And it, it didn't occur to me. And then I kept on getting annoyed. Well, when the fuck is it gonna come back? When the fuck is it gonna? She gonna draw some blood from the guy to make another compass? What's she gonna do? So finally it did, and it, I was satisfied, but... Yeah, I mean, well, they made reference to it, too, I believe, when she was in the police station. That all I, What I really need is my insulin. I'm a diabetic. Right. So, I mean, they kept the thread alive. Okay, they did mention it again, because I thought it was only mentioned once and then again at the end of the movie. So, no, it was mentioned the other time. That makes sense. Yeah, I think there was another shot of where she had to go back and collect her whatever, her, uh, her syringes. And yes, her, yes, Her okay. diabetics kit. Okay. But what I really love, though, is just, it's one of those movies where it's just, oh, well, that's convenient. Some of the pages of the uh, grimoire were just in the table of the house where he came rocketing through the window. Oh, yeah. Well, and I like the fact that they made part of it a quest film. Mm -hmm. You know, part of it was a quest film. Part of it was an action film. Part of it was a revenge film part but, of it was uh, you know but what i love is that it's one of those films that just like yeah you're gonna have to accept it this is silly oh yeah <laughs> and just have fun because really that's kind of what this movie is it's just pure entertainment there's what? nothing to glean from fucking warlock no 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 i i understand that they have a warlock balloon hanging over that same barn the barn where they filmed it really Th to this day they have like a balloon that looks like a warlock f flying over the flying over that barn. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Did you notice? I don't know how much Seinfeld you've watched too, but in that opening, zero. Oh, with the, in the opening shot, uh, it's uh, Elaine's boss, 
the crazy old man. Yeah, all right. Well, if you didn't watch it, then never fucking mind. No, I mean, it exists. Is that that, that uh, Fetterman? It's, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, yeah. And then we're introduced to uh, the warlock in uh, thumb and big toe locks. Which I thought it was interesting. Somebody must have actually done research into witchcraft. Well, some of this stuff was, from what I know about it, some of it was valid. But again, I only know like bullshit, like D&D shit, but it all smells right, you know? Yeah, and that's what I love, is that there's nothing that like, it's kind of an open playground. Like when she starts hammering nails into his footprints in the sand. Mm. I I was talking to Kayla, I was like, is that... Is that anywhere near accurate? And she's like, well, a lot of things to do with witchcraft are more about intent than like actual uh, practice. And the other thing too, with the iron and the uh, stuff, it works more for the fairy, the fae realm, like any of like goblins and that kind of stuff. It's not necessarily for witches, but it still smells the same. You know what I mean? It smells right. If you're not into it and you don't know it, it's yeah. Fucking nail them motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah. And there's so much shit that, yeah, they could have just made up and just like, Nah, it scans for me, whatever. But yeah, it, they need to burn him above a basket of cats. <laughs> yep. Sure, man, whatever. Yeah, fuck them cats. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I like the fact that they, they set that nail up and then there was a face print and she just fucking pounded that nail right, basically right into his skull from distance. Uh-huh. Pat, pat, pat. That, that was badass because there was a lot, a lot of badass scenes where you're just like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. Because it, it didn't require like the shot. She's banging a nail into sand. Pat, pat, pat. And the, the reaction is a little blood down the side of the head and him grabbing his head and acting like he, it was brilliant because you didn't have to show somebody nailing his skull. Uh-huh. And you're just like, oh, fuck, he got a skull nail. Yeah. So, James. Yes. Could I ask you, which part made you laugh the hardest? Because I fail to believe that you didn't chuckle at all while watching this movie. Oh, God. Um, that fake-ass bat in the attic. That uh, he just whips a knife into. He just whips a knife at a Muppet, man. A fucking Muppet. You could almost see the hand in there making the mouth move. It was so bad. Because... I mean, I understand the CGI at the time wasn't what we're used to, so I could throw a pass at some of the fire, but it was still laughable at the time. Uh-huh. Because they could have done better. Yeah, but why? Nah, they didn't fucking need to. It was you get the point. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, he just fucking killed a Muppet. I did not care. I had switched off that part of my brain, and I'm like, yeah, dead Muppets. So the part that got me the most... Is when Redfern just reaches back and launches a weather vane oh, into, f- into the flying warlock. That was so metal. That was metal as fuck. And then the weather vane becomes an intricate part of the story. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Look at the difference between airports then and now. Motherfuckers carrying a weather vane up yeah. into the goddamn thing. She says, hey, do you have your knife on you? Let me put it in my purse. Like the way she scammed, like the way, yeah, and the way she, we'll just check it in with that way. But the way she scammed the credit cards. Oh, Christ. Oh, cheese and rice. It was bad. So here's another thing that I really appreciated that I made note. That at no point did uh, Cassandra take Redfern, like, to a Sears to get him 
clothes like, fitted for like modern clothing yeah throughout this entire th- fucking movie he is dressed like he is still in 1690 mm. just covered in furs except for that mullet and those piercing eyes <laughs> i think you nailed it and you're like man i gotta see what happens to old bob geldoff <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's oh, the man. best dude you fi- that's what i thought it was at first i'm like well, the, the timing doesn't quite track. It almost uh, nah, it can't be Geldof. No, it's fucking Whitnell. Yep. Because uh, you and I had a long text exchange before. Like, I hadn't really looked at anything. Yeah, me neither. Like, Who the fuck is that guy? He looks super goddamn familiar. It, well, it was fucking with me. Well, it, sometimes ADHD is a gift because you can just yank fucking information out of the air and hopefully you're right. It just, oh, boom, I got that one. But, man... I really like that they, as silly as this is, it does follow a story. And it follows its own rules. And it, it stays sure true to whatever it says it's going to do. That's what happens, God damn it. Yeah, they never, it's not a uh, hereditary type situation where they are constantly breaking the own their own rules that they set. Mm-hmm. Everything that, like can be done to the warlock literally can be done to the warlock he is not infallible mm-hmm. in fact he gets kind of fucked up a few times well and i like that because if it would have just been like the creeping dread it would have been exactly halloween it would have been exactly the other movie yeah and i believe <laughs> that uh when looking at the script uh julian sands who played the warlock had it just laying around for a while because he thought it was just another slasher because you know 80s horror yeah. You kind of just assume it was a slasher <coughs> till he read it and saw what it was all about and went, oh, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because he does get a chance to act. He gets to say all those goofy-ass fucking spells. Those fucking incantations. And I will tell you, I will tell you, you got to give him credit. But <clears throat> as good as he was trying to do that bullshit, Bob Geldof, he fucking owned every line. I wrote down some shit. Give me a couple seconds to find it. Because there was some shit that he said that I can't believe I bought that came out of his fucking mouth. And that was the other thing. that I couldn't believe that they didn't, uh, I don't want to say, like, temper down his speech. Right. They kept with the old, like, Scottish the entire time. Right. Well, he said, take this blessed hammer and nail his footprints to the earth, right? Anybody else could have said it. I said it. It didn't sound like shit. But when he said it, it sounded plausible. Like, well, fuck it. Yeah, you better do that then. Give me the nails, motherfucker. We got this. And I'm supposed to whack the guy with the blessed hammer afterwards. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anybody else could have delivered that line. I would have been like, cool. "Mm -hmm, Sure, mm, I'm going to go ahead and nail that. Okay, get the fuck out of here is what I'm going to do. No, he made it sound absolutely plausible. What was the other one? What else have you got for me? I got one other one. God damn it. Fucking, I hate relying on notes because then I got to look at them. But I I just, I really appreciate that at no point did they say, all right, well, now that we're in the present day, let's kind of modernize his speech Mm. or give him new clothes or make it, because that's the thing that they've done in a lot of like, I don't want to say like time travel movies, like even Terminator did it. I mean, obviously they had the rule that nothing inorganic couldn't go through. Or nothing, yeah, inorganic couldn't come through the time stream. That's why they showed up naked. Yeah. But, I mean, 
immediately they weren't dressed like they would have been in their own time period. In this, yeah, the warlocks just wandering around with no goddamn shoes on. Well, he had those fucking wicked-ass fucking cowboy boots with the metal tips. That was so fucking late 80s. Oh, my God. He looked like he, looked like he just walked out of a goth. <laughs> He did. And I really love that they had to really like interject a few times like weird sexy scenes cuz it's still the 80s. There yeah. was no nudity or anything but cuz uh and and that guy was like the least sexy individual in the world. He was supposed to be like, "Hey, Julian Sands? How yeah. dare you?" Fuck no. Oh, he was far more handsome than either of us by a long yeah, but shot, he, sir. Maybe it was his role, but he had no boom. It was like, "Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go away." Well, yeah. He was, he was the warlock. I know, but... What, what do you think? The warlock's supposed to be all snappy? No, but sometimes the bad guy's extra sexy, and he did zero. Well, Mary Warnoff was just about creaming in her jeans. Oh, fuck yeah. Why did they do that? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, was she faking it? No, she's having one. God, good God. Why, why is she just coming at a table? Well, she... I while pre- pretending to be a fucking, like, soothsayer. <laughs> well, when he yanked her eyes, apparently she came and went at the same time. Oh. Hey, oh. Hey. <laughs> no, but that, that eye, those eyes, that was fucking hilarious. So, oh. I, uh... Truth be told, I went back and went through it, but one of the times that I was watching this, I dozed off a little bit, mm. and it had been forever since I've seen Warlock, because I watched this when I was a goddamn teenager, because mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those sh- films on the shelf that you just pick out, and that's why when we were looking through, so I was like, ooh, Warlock. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that's dumb as hell. Well, it's what, you'd already seen every single solitary other goddamn movie, so yeah, you go get Warlock. But yeah, I was... I was watching it and I fell asleep briefly uh-huh. and I woke back up when they were at the Mennonites farm <laughs> and immediately was just like, what the fuck happened? How are they? What the, why are they at the Amish farm? Yeah. And why is only one of them? Am- oh, they're Mennonites. But why is only one of them Mennonite? Well, yeah. And I got confused, like where people were for a minute. I mean, the air after the airplane, I'm like, because uh, things were going so fast. I'm like, are there palm trees in Massachusetts? Oh, no, they're still in California because they were zipping and my brain stopped. Yeah. It's like there, there was absolutely no reason why they would have gone through the time portal in Boston and ended up in Los Angeles. Right. I, I, I was like, I don't know. But it's one of those also like, hey, it's Warlock. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shit happened. That we didn't see, man. And, and he goes careening through that fucking window. <laughs> Because that would be forward motion. You'd think he would come down. And yeah. he could fucking fly. Why Why did he do that? Oh, not yet he can't. Oh, okay. He okay. hasn't boiled the children, child oh, fat. Oh, I forgot about he's got to boil the child fat. Mm. Yeah. Important things, important things. Uh-huh. Um, on a more grim note. Um, more grim than boiling a child for fat to fly? Uh, uh That happened, James. Yeah. In about 1995, in Saskatchewan, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. there was a man who, along with an eight-year-old accomplice, or a person, I I don't know, either way, I didn't look into it, I just read a brief snippet of it, there was a person along with an eight-year-old accomplice who killed a seven-year-old boy, stripped him of his flesh, and boiled it down to fly, like what happened in the film Warlock. All right. Oh, I fucking, yeah! Yeah! I did read about that. God damn it. So, oh no. (laughs) Uh, That shit just don't work. 
no. Um, if you're listening, please, please mm-hmm. don't Mm-mm. try it. And if you do try it, let us know <laughs> if it lets you fly, but... Don't do it. Don't. Yeah, don't do don't, it. No. don't. Don't. Want to fly? Know. Try peyote. I mean, I wouldn't suggest doing it, but if you have to fly... Um, yeah, peyote works. Yeah. You can do peyote. I mean, you really can't fly, but it'll feel like it. But yes, um... So there, there is a little bit of grimness attached to Warlock. Yeah. And again, I, I couldn't figure out what tone they were going for because sometimes it was slap. And that did fuck with me a little bit. It was slapsticky and then it wasn't. And then it was supposed to be dark and then it wasn't dark. And then it was hilarity ensues. Yeah, because Redfern is very serious and the Warlock is trying to be. Yeah. But then there's Cassandra who is... With a K. Yes, who is a fucking cartoon character. Oh, yeah. She's Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. That's all she has is Bart Simpson lines. When the cops tell her, like, you should stay away from this house because she's gone back to where her roommate was fucking murdered by the warlock and gets attacked by Redford, <laughs> who just gets tased like an asshole. <laughs> and then she has to bail him out of jail. It was, all, all that came out but, of her mouth was the most, car- yeah, like you said, it was the most cartoonish, like strictly f- of that time sayings that almost quite weren't used right. Yeah. If that thing is so bitching to witches, why did he leave a page? Wait, bitching means cool. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Okay. It's not, not bad to witches. I, who, who the fuck wrote this? And did, why didn't anybody say, hey, I'm bitching, you know, like bitching Camaro? It, it's cool, not bad. It's like watching a 50-year-old man try and write for teenagers. <laughs> it's like me talking to my kids trying to relate. That shit just not going to fucking work. No, no and cap. I it, and I think it does break the film a few times. Like, man, like if they'd have gotten like a Tawny Katane for, from Witchboard, like a character that was just slightly more serious. But yeah, her just complete... Or a slightly better actress. Yeah. Sorry, Lori. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> be rude. Fuck it. <laughs> it is what it is, homie. Be rude to 1989's Warlock. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Academy Award father that it is. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that I have tarnished even a tiny piece of this brilliant masterpiece for you. Man, but I laughed so goddamn hard every single time the warlock flew. <laughs> Look Man, like Peter has, fucking Pan. This has the best late 80s special effects in the world. It is seriously Broadway Peter Pan flying. Because uh-huh. he's got to lean forward to engage, engage that frontal movement to go up. It's good wire work. Oh, it's phenomenal wire work. I mean, it's pre-John Woo shit, so, you know, it, it's going to work. <laughs> but it was fucking hilarious. And it never stopped being hilarious ever, not once. It's like fart jokes. They shouldn't work, but they're always funny. So here's here's another thing that I noticed. Uh, Both the Warlock and Redfern must be just completely deficient in all sorts of vitamins. Because both of them just full-on punch Cassandra and she is fine. (laughs) Well, they are the palest motherfuckers to walk the face of Did you notice that? Yes. Because there's a scene where Redfern shows back up at the house after Mm -hmm. the roommate's murdered. And she tries to run away and he just clocks her in the face and she barely even takes a step back and is just like, Ugh! Like, barely irritated. I was like, wait a minute, he's going to fight the warlock? 
he can't knock this fucking hundred and twenty pound woman out. Well, see, in my thing, that was like be be quiet, woman, because yeah. back in that day, it wasn't it wasn't a full on, you know, it was a, he didn't fucking label her one. She just like shut up, pap. You know, it's like a little pimp slap, just like. Tick. But yeah, I was very surprised in the amount of hitting women that was in this. I shouldn't have been because it's the late '80s, but it was still okay in a movie, I guess. I'm, but yeah, I just noticed that, and then there's later, uh, the warlock like is grabbing her by the hair, and she always just seems to want to wander away from people. Mm-hmm. She doesn't run. She doesn't. Yeah. Oh no, my god. Fuck no. She just kind of saunters away like a few times, and people like Redfern and the warlock both have to go wrangle her like several right. times because she just wanders off. And well, not only that, but she's the way she moves. I don't act, but. I know that when you get old, you're, you don't move. You don't move quickly ever for any reason. But she she just saunters. Like, everything works, but she's just moving slowly, trying to act old. That was fucking bad. But it just, she reminded me very much of somebody with very severe ADHD. Because she would just wander off, and then she clearly wasn't listening to what had happened and just said something to respond to people. Something okay. that was completely inappropriate for the time. Okay, that hurts, and very accurate. Fuck you. <laughs> So that's what I'm wondering. Do you think she was just extremely ADHD? Mm, yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. So like I said, she just wanders throughout this film. Mm, yeah, but you, you pay me, you're going to pay me to use my hyperfocus for the eight hours I showed up for you. So I, she should have, she should have, you know, done a couple lines of coke or some fucking thing. It was the late 80s. Come on. So how hard did you laugh when he broke out the witch compass? <laughs> I, it wasn't so much that he broke it out. It, he fucking fussed with it for so goddamn long. I know. Fucking just getting it right. The rest of the time, they're just walking around. The shit's working. They're he winging told, it. Basically told her, stay over there. Don't even breathe on it. Yeah, but for the rest of the movie, they're just carrying it around, clinking it around. That shit's still working. They're fucking dropping it in the dirt and shit. From some blood, he scraped off a piece of glass that was in a vacuum Vacuum bag. cleaner. See, the that's what I love theater. is that it does tell this narrative, but it very much is just like, well, this happens now and you have to be okay with it. Because <laughs> if you're not, there's going to be a long fucking movie. Yeah, because it's only an hour and 40 minutes. And if you if you don't give in to Warlock <laughs> and just being able to accept it, just... Oh, I guess they're just going to Boston now. <laughs> oh, and I guess this—I guess Redfern's just going to fight a cab driver in Boston. If you don't accept this Pepe Le Pew-like advance, this is going to be a long fucking movie. <laughs> Come to me. Watch me fly, my sweets. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that he still knew the streets in Boston in which he was on. There are quite familiar paths. <laughs> From 1691. <laughs> Don't fucking think so there, boy chick. It doesn't kind of work like that. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. And he, uh, he gets real used to technology real quick. So at least there's that. Except that lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Except the lighter on the plane. Fucking just sees a lighter. <laughs> Fuck. We're all going to die. There's a witch on board. Because I, I didn't. I, I'm in my head. Well, the witch might be flying and holding on to the airplane in my head. 
But I'm like, fucking, it's a lighter, knucklehead. Sit down. I would pay anything to watch just... Because you know there was a cut scene where they tried to do that mm-hmm. and then realized it was ridiculous watching the fucking warlock purchase a coach ticket on an airline. <laughs> or at least hang out on the wing, just like <laughs> like the fucking gremlin. And- just perched in his stupid leather suit with no shoes on. Yeah, barefoot as fuck, freezing his balls off out there. Mm-mm-mm, great, great, great stuff. <laughs> Instead, he's hanging out with the luggage. What the fuck was in that bag? I think it was this, like, soured cream. Okay, because I'm like, he just yanks, he's, he's fucking with this bag. I'm thinking he's doing something. And then he cooks it with his fucking flames from his hand. Makes no those goddamn hand, sense. flames rule. But there was no goddamn sense because there was no illusion as to what was in the bag prior to it. Just eating this fucking clotted cream looking shit out of a bag for nothing. Just hanging out in the cargo hold of an airplane. Yeah, just jamming into his face, just shit dripping down. Yet he's never dirty, but this cream's, clotted cream's just coming out of his face. And I would like to reiterate at this point, he can fly. Right. He could have been hanging on to the tail of a goddamn plane. Can he not teleport? Is, did he have no way to get to Boston then, other than to also catch a commercial airliner? Yeah, but where are you going to find a virgin in L.A., buddy? Come on. He had to do something. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's just like there's all this ridiculous shit that you have to just go, all right, well, that's what's happening. Yeah, I've already figured out why he couldn't teleport, so I guess it worked. Yeah, so, so I guess he'll just stow away. <laughs> Eating clotted cream for no goddamn reason in the cargo hold of the plane. With only like 12 suitcases in the thing so he can move around. Makes no sense. It's a full plane. There's 12 pieces of luggage. Fuck this movie. I love how many times though that like it, it does harken back to like, yeah, man, let the bad guy get fucked up a little bit. Because Redfern beats his ass a few times. And fucking runs him through with the goddamn weather vane more than once. More than once. He stabs the shit out of him. Granted, it's in the book and it heals the the warlock yeah uh, yeah redfern's kind of a badass and the warlock kind of sucks yeah he does which makes this movie fun i know he's like a real bad demon because usually like when you get that and there was some like i thought when they started doing a little bit of the comic relief shit i thought redfern was going to get his ass kicked more and be less effective no this is the steady fucks up old boy just Beats the fuck out of him on the rag. He's a real seasoned witch hunter, apparently. Uh, Yeah. And apparently that was the meanest, rudest (laughs) warlock that he's ever seen. (laughs) Oh, dear. Man, evil kind of doesn't have a chance if that's the the, Mm -mm. uh, caliber of all-star that they're putting forward. It's just I, Lord of Heck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like the kids in the Hall episode. Hecubus. (laughs) Be gone, demon. Get out of here. We're done with you. <laughs> but this is where I wanted to go because, like, I, I wanted to detail all the goofy shit that happens in this well, film. Well, did that, before we go, because I'm thinking about it now and I'll never remember it, did the hallowed ground, non-hallowed ground confuse the fuck out of you for a minute? Like, it absolutely did. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because sometimes I get confused over shit that's obvious. Okay, it was confusing to you, too. Okay. Oh, I had no idea what in the hell they were trying to say. Good, 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 because I was getting confused as fuck. But I kind of alluded to it earlier, but this is what I wanted to talk about with you, is do you think movies like this are worth watching? Because we watch a lot of, you know, like the last, what, four episodes or so that we've done, 
has been, you know, real social commentary, real having to look into other cultures, and you see the, uh, the lives of, uh, other people. I guess it's the stupidest way no, I could have possibly said. No, it. social commentary is what you're what you're reaching for. Yeah. Yeah, and you know things that are just extremely well shot and everything. Yeah, pretty movies. Yeah, thought out that aren't always fun to watch. Right. I think if, if there's a place, there's absolutely a place for these movies because prior to, again, prior, I go harken back to prior to this, fuck it. I'd watch all five witch boards while I was cleaning the house. You know, fuck it. Who cares? Woo. These are ridiculous. You know? Yeah. I can no longer watch these with any amount of critical, but they're still, they're still absolutely valid because people love the fuck out of this series for, you know, there are huge message boards. I didn't even delve into them. I just saw, holy fuck, they write a lot about this movie and all the rest of them. There is just tons of, you know, broadband taken up by this movie. So, yeah, it has a place because it, it inhabits the minds of people for whatever reason. No, but I, what I'm saying is, like, on the grander scale, like, obviously, I know there's a place for it. Uh-huh. But do you think this is almost as important as the other ones? Because I think I think they are. Oh, I'd like to see why. Because the other ones, while they are thought-provoking and they really do make you think about your life and how you know, people are living elsewhere and maybe how good you might have it. And it brings bonds between people, you know. The similarities, I think, that we've seen through situations that we've never been in. Right. And obviously they have a horror context. But situations that we've never been in that we can also empathize with, and we can put ourselves in these situations. I think these are important because this is just sheer entertainment. It's They know exactly what we want to see to keep us entertained. There's enough story to where it doesn't have to be challenging. And there's enough things to look at to make you either really go, oh, shit, that was gnarly. Yeah. Or just go, <laughs> what? Because I, th- I think it's important because, like I said, this is almost like the pickled, vid- pickled ginger mm-hmm. when you're eating sushi. It's a real palate cleanser. Mm. And to just be able to sit and be entertained by these series of ideas that somebody could have for... What are we going to make a movie about? I don't know. How about a witch hunter and a warlock get sucked through a time portal and he has to find the these three sections of a book for the devil? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, we could do this. And uh, they run into a Mennonite farmer whose eyes are going to bleed out. And then the way oh. to cure him is to twirl a set of keys once an hour. <laughs> Brass keys, mind you. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Th- throw it in, guys. Cool. I will say, though, that the eye effects from the Mennonite farmer. Yeah, pretty good. A lot better than they needed to be for this fucking movie. They sure were. Oh, that's why I was like, that's why I still fuck with me. Why the goddamn age makeup was so goddamn bad in this thing. Right, but even, like, it again, it held to its own rules, and she aged 20 years for every day Absolutely. until she got her bracelet back, and then she went right back. There was no... Uh, uh, catch or anything yeah. it, I like they that did what they you. said they were gonna do i like that fuck you wave he gave to you gave to her when he was in the box car because he didn't know she had the bracelet <laughs> and he's like later fuck you no but what i'm saying is just i think these are important just for pure entertainment oh hell yeah because it's so hard to like i said 
some of those movies, they're tough to watch. Mm-hmm. At no point did I think, man, I really have to pause this because like, I need a minute to internalize anything that's happened. It's just sheer glee. It's sheer giggles and tee-hee-hees. Well, yeah, and I, there's absolutely, because I was just thinking about this as you were talking. I read like somebody's paying me. But um, every once in a while, I'll read something dense and well-written and amazingly done, and I fucking appreciate every single solitary word and page, and I see what they're doing. The rest of the time, I'm reading like fucking detective novels that I find at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Mindless entertainment. Mind, just, I need a couple hours to kill. Yep. Fucking easiest way is read a book. So yeah, absolutely, there's a place for these. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be smart to Mm-mm. be worth my time. All it has to do, and we've talked about this God knows how many times, just don't be boring. There was nothing boring about this flick. And there were, I mean, at what, most, like, it would carry on for five minutes sometimes? I was going to say eight wasted minutes and maybe ten wasted minutes in this movie. Which is perfectly fine. Yeah. Because I, it was kind of a tone shift change. You're, you're kind of going, okay, well, oh, okay, slowing down a little bit, slowing down. Okay. Because if we had to look at some of the movies that we really, really liked, how, ma- how many minutes in those could have been cut if they weren't doing these sweeping pan shots that, yeah, were effective because it, you know, would fill you with dread or whatever they were doing. You'd have the some 50-minute movies. Yeah. But I think that, like you said, there's not a whole lot of wasted time. Mm-hmm. And they keep to the story as fucking buck wild as the story is that they need to go here, there, and goddamn everywhere. And it, it didn't need to be, this movie didn't need to be pretty. You know what this movie was? It was like a disco ball. Yeah. It was bright and shiny. Yeah. And it spun a lot. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the kind of movie that when we started it, like I had to pause it and I got up and I went and got pretzels. I got fucking cosmic brownies and I made a big tall glass of the fucking sour apple Kool-Aid. Hell yeah. I was like, you know what? They literally jangled the keys in this movie for us. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to grab a snack because that's exactly what you should be doing while you're watching fucking Warlock. Eating shitty food and shoving beverages in your face. Uh Hell yeah. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah. Doesn't matter. There's not going to be any soft dialogue that you really need to like, oh shit, now I, wait, was that an important line? Was that, <laughs> did that change the the entire scope of the film? No, we had I didn't to, hear it because I was crunching on pretzels. We had to hear Shakespearean three times backwards round the pot. I'll soon be somewhere I was not. No, that's Rumpelstiltskin, but still, <laughs> we got to see that shit, which mm-hmm. was cool. Yep, and I ate, ate, shoved my face with fucking salt and sugar, and I was happy as a clam to do so while watching Warlock. I was eating the freshest Twizzlers I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> oh, man, were you sucking Sprite through them? No, but you ever get the ones where they just come out and they're just perfectly soft and they haven't sat on the rack for two weeks and Ooh. they're just brand fucking new? See, I kind of, like, if I get Twizzlers, I'll eat one or two, and then I just kind of, like, leave the bag open so they get that little, like... Oh, no, I get you. But just, I will eat half a bag because they're just flour, salt, and sugar mm, with fake-ass strawberry flavor. I will, eat, I will eat a pound of them before I let them sit to chew. Dude, you know what, uh, what I do with uh, dots? I do the same thing. Oh. Man, I love dots. Me but too. when they come out, they're far too chewy. Yes. So I'll open the box. I'll eat a small handful of them. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of bend the box open. Yep. So it gets a little more airflow, and I'll put them on top of the fridge till the next day, so they get kind of stale and hard on the outsides. And you know what I do is I eat like all the orange ones because they're my least favorite, and then I'll eat the lemon limes together. Oh, and save the cherries for last. So 
I, I would like to throw out there to the Starburst Corporation. Quit making lemon, you sons of bitches. No one likes them. I, bring back lime. And I fucking like the lemon ones. What the hell, James? Dude, when I was a kid, they came out lemon and lime, and you could mix them together. And, well, you know, that's different. Yeah. That's a different animal. That's no, they got to bring lime back. Fucking keep lemon, bring Wait, lime there back. there was a lime Starburst. Yes, I'm old. Shit. And we'd eat, I'd eat the lemon lime at the same time. It was the fucking business. See, now this would be a perfect time for them to bring it back. Because, like, oh, nobody knows that it's a retro thing unless you're very old like yourself. Yeah. Like nobody Hence the underst- retro. Fuck you. Like, nobody understands that, like, nacho cheese was not the first flavor of Doritos, folks. Taco. Taco. Tacos for life. And they fucking, you know, I don't understand. Why do they take them off the market? Like, they'll be off the market for two years. You'll have them for about a year or two years, and then they're gone again. Oh, they really pull up some, like, McRib bullshit with yeah. the taco Doritos. Yeah, fuck I think they're back, bastards. though. Unless they're gone again. Ooh. I yeah, they'll be around for, for a few just, years. And I did not see any. Mm, I don't like that. It, it irritates the shit out of me because I live on fucking taco-flavored Doritos. Did man. you try the... Uh, I think we both enjoy uh, Taco Bell's fire sauce. Indeed we do. Because it's a... It's, a very well-balanced hot sauce. Yes. It's not incredibly hot, but it has the flavor to back it up. And it's got um, just enough sweet and enough savory to just keep you there. Yeah. Exactly. Now, did you try the fire sauce flavored Doritos when they came out? No, I did not. Garbage. Okay. Absolute garbage. I was mad to no end. It did not taste like fire sauce. Mm. It was kind of like when they did, uh, uh, what's the other good... Uh, Mexican hot sauce. Not Cholula. Habanero. No, it comes in the white bottle. Fuck, I know what you're talking about, and it's not coming to me right now. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, they made a Dorito with that on it. It's mm-hmm. like, that. I, I don't like that. That's not what that tastes like. Nah, it didn't have enough vinegar to it. And nothing. Mm. No. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't stray far from the spicy nacho and the taco. Nah, I got it. I don't even roll with the cool ranch. If I'm I don't even honest. fuck with nachos, any of the nacho flavor, because I'm not a nacho guy. Really? Yeah, I didn't grow. I did, I did not have grow up with the nachos and nacho cheese on everything. That shit didn't come until I was in my twenties. So. See, I grew up here in very white, so like nacho Doritos. That was like ooh to me a uh, Mexican treat. Yeah, well, I'm saying to me, nacho cheese is like an Italian going to I don't know fucking. I I just lost the analogy, guy. Sure did. Did I? Oh, I, I won't name the name of the restaurant. I'm pretty sure they're gone now. But there used to be like an Indian place in Easttown. Uh-huh. I worked there for one day. And do you care to uh, take a guess as to what they put on their olive burger? Hamburger. No. Black olives. Squirt a nacho cheese from the dispenser. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Doesn't that sound awful? Fuck to the no. <sighs> yeah. It was, Abso-fucking-lutely not. It, it, was, it was difficult to look at. I would have noped the fuck out of there in about... How long did you last there before you I walked worked out the door? a day, and then they tried to call me in early for my second day. I showed up, they yelled at me for a minute, and then uh, I left. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I could get... No, if I needed the money, I could have dealt with that abomination. But I, yeah, if they, if they would have been just even looked, looked sideways at me, I would have found another job quick. Oh, yeah, I, I sure did. Well, I left. I didn't find another job. Well, fair enough. I, yeah. yeah, addiction's a son of a bitch. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, James, would you recommend 1989's Warlock to people? Well, with this caveat, again, party movie. In the background, pop it on. I know a bunch of people that would just eat this shit up, not even as a party movie, just as, as a thing from its era. Like, you know, like 
a time in a bottle, like a little time capsule. Yeah, it, it's one of those late 80s fucking what weird idea you got. Fuck it, let's make it. Yep. Who can we get attached? Yep, Doll Man. Yeah, the the guy who made uh, Friday the 13th, 2 and 3. Cool, got yep. it. But done. Here's, Throw some money at it, let's go. Yep. Here's the money. Yep. And then they made two more of them. I believe there are three Warlock movies. I thought there were more. I thought there were like five for some Maybe. I, I didn't look too far into it because I'm not watching the other Oh, ones. God, no. Uh, I believe three is where Bruce Payne took over as the Warlock. Ooh. Passenger 57's Bruce Payne. Jesus Christ. Did he pain the fuck out of it? Who, uh, who cares? Did he I'm, bring the pain? I don't know. I kind of want to watch it because it's bound to be a piece of shit, but I'm real worried it's going to be like a Darkman 3 situation. Yeah. And I can't do that again. No, I, I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah, that's real bad. But yeah, I would say go ahead and watch Warlock. Oh, yeah. it It is a very good Halloween. I think you could probably put it on with kids. Even. Yeah. No, my kids were in the room. I didn't fucking care. I'd say there's there's a few sort of gory parts, but... And there were a few parts where I sent sent them not to go get me a soda pop from the fridge. Hey, go go get me a soda pop. Why? Just go get me a soda pop. Why? Just Go. Yeah, it, but it's not full of nudity like you would nah. expect. It's not scary. Was this PG-13? I think it was R. Really? I think. I could be wrong. Because there cares? was nothing. Well, there was nothing that would warrant an R. Because that would have been another thing. Because we would say, can you do a you know, PG-13 Yeah, but 1989, movie? everything was cracking down on being... Uh, that's around the time when the PMRC. So I'm sh- pretty sure movies were getting... Uh, yeah. very uh, advanced ratings for what we would consider to be a Oh, I forgot, I forgot, because that was like, and that was like the heart of that motherfucking storm right there. Those years, between about 85 and 92 was the big, big, bigs. Yeah, old, oh. old Tipper really, uh, Mm-mm-mm. yuck, really tipped the scales. Oh, <laughs> but oops. Uh, yeah, no. All right, James, what do we got to plug? Well, let's we be t- done here. <laughs> we do have the email. Uh, uh, email us at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com we are also on the grum we are on the instagrams at horrorvomitpodcast and we can be reached on our facebook page yeah, we have a facebook group just search for horror vomit and we are liable to answer that shit yeah we'll probably talk to you why yeah. not who gives a fuck fuck it we got nothing better to do is that is that all we got oh we got this thing this thing yeah you know this podcast that we do uh huh you know but I'm sure if you're already listening to it you already know <laughs> yeah. about it I don't know, man. I think we're I think we're finished here. Yeah, I think it's a good night. Wow, you <laughs> called this one. That's that's a first, man. I know. I usually blather on about like ham gravy. We can reignite that conversation if you would no, like. I think we're good, bud. I mean, ham gravy on mashed potatoes. You throw some corn. You make the little pit in the potatoes and you fill it with corn. Make a fucking <laughs> and biscuit. You, and then you, no, and then you drizzle the because when you're done with the ham gravy volcano mm. pile then you use the biscuit to sop that up well there needs to be biscuits if there are ham gravy you just can't have one without the other well yeah i'm not an asshole okay good well you are but not about that Terrifying.